0: This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Well, hello everybody. This is Hal.
1: And this is Melanie.
0: And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Physical Family Life Practical.
1: You know, what we plan to talk about tonight, Hal, is really practical.
0: Uh, yes, because yeah. we're
1: going to talk about how do you cope with adult kids living at home, and it's challenging. Yeah, you, know, you know, it's really yeah. it's challenging when they're just coming home from college.
0: Well, you know, they've you been all a dormitory life. They've been managing their themselves. You know, well, they walk in the
1: door carrying this big bag of dirty laundry.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Which they flop <laughs> in front of the uh, in front of the washing machine, and they go upstairs and they sleep until two the next day. And, I you know, can hardly
0: blame them. But, well, yeah,
1: the, the little but the yeah. little kids are like, why does he get to sleep all day? And, you know, it, it's hard mm-hmm. not to get annoyed, but I have to remind myself, look, they just went through exam week. They're, he's exhausted. He deserves mm-hmm. a chance to rethink and to, and to get things back in the schedule.
0: Yeah, and, and right, and, and they're not, they're a little bit out of practice. I remember one of our guys coming home from college, and, you know, he has got seven younger siblings, like all the way down to the little one in car seats. Suddenly driving the van on the way back from church is very stressful.
1: Because he's, he's not to used to the commotion. He's not used right. to that. And, right. and so, so yeah, it's hard enough when they're coming home and it's temporary and you know they're going back. Right. But what if they're there for months? And yeah, that's becoming a whole lot more common now. Yeah, you know, I was kind yeah. of shocked at those statistics you found when we were preparing for this for this Yeah. For this broadcast, you know that The Census Bureau found that 34% of 18
0: to
1: 34-year-olds live at home with their parents.
0: Yeah, 34%. That's more than one out of three in that generation. And not
1: just for a few months. Over 90% of them have been there at least a year.
0: You know, and and that's true. And I don't have a number on it, but the, the study found that, for the most part, that families are saying, well, okay, we're good with this. We're all right with it. I mean, it sounded like it was super stressful but that may just be what they were willing to tell people in the survey because you know people do ask it it (laughs) is it you know what it is a real thing and
1: well there's such a there's such mm. a balance and Mm -hmm. you know i I see what people are doing It the the economy is tough Mm -hmm. and the job market is really really tough for 20 somethings
0: yeah it, it it has been and you know this is an interesting thing i'm I'm the family historian, okay? I'm the one that keeps track of all the genealogy stuff. And as I'm looking back through the census records 100 years ago, it's not unusual to find the adult kids still living on the farm, working with their parents. It's not unusual to find the the newlyweds living with the in-laws for a period of time or something. I mean, that's historically, you know, families take care of themselves. They take care of the extended.
1: And they ought to be taking care of themselves. Right. But We've got a, we've got a changing culture because people are getting married a lot later than these.
0: And there's a number of reasons. I mean, you could yeah. do a whole other whole oh, episode yeah. about that. Right.
1: Okay. So 1976.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm looking here. 75% of men and 93% of women were married by age 30. That's
0: so everybody. Guess, I mean, can
1: y'all guess how many there are now? Um, In
0: 2014,
1: half it's half. Yeah, thirty-two percent men and forty percent women. That's really low.
0: People are people are, are delaying marriage. Thirty. There, people are delaying marriage for a number of different reasons. One of them, you know, the economy's been rough. Um, a lot of people are graduating from college with just boatloads of debt. Which, Student debt. Which is not a. I mean, that's that's a new development since well, we got out of college. yeah,
1: you know, the average yeah. college graduate has twenty eight thousand dollars worth of debt. Your whole college education. Cost less than half of that when we were in school,
0: right? Right, and so, and so, yeah, so those are, I mean, those are real things, those are real factors that we're having to deal with, and so, um, yeah, so a, a lot of people are finding that, um, maybe in the previous generation, young people grew up, and moved out, and moved on, and that was just expected, but it's kind of gone back now, and, and so
1: and I think that people are ill prepared to deal with it, How because. Because it's not what we expect, because that may not be what our parents' generation did. That may not be what yeah. our generation did. Although, you know, we lived with my mom for a few months when we were transitioning between jobs, and we hadn't yeah. sold the house where we were.
0: Well, I was. I had taken a job at, at a plant that was about 100 miles from where we lived, and the housing market was kind of slow where we were moving from, so you were you were staying in the house, you know, showing the house in one town and I was going to work in the other town and it was too far to commute. So,
1: and let me just say that did not work well yeah. for children eight and under. N-
0: well, no, that no. was a, that was a stressful time. That it was, was a hard. stressful time. So we met
1: mom and you know what? That was hard too, in a different way. In fact, I think we'd handle it differently now if we had to do it again. But mm, yeah. And we've had adult kids live with us at different times for months, a few months here or there. Between
0: jobs, between apartments, in transitional yeah. states and all.
1: It, it takes some navigation on both sides.
0: And, and you know, and we're glad. We're glad to have them. We're glad that, you know, to have the family under one roof again is, I mean, that's great. That's a blessing. But it is a change. It is a transition, and it is something that you have to you have to figure out how you're going to work that out.
1: Well, you and do, so, because it's really important.
0: Hmm.
1: It's really important because the relationship issues that you can develop living on the same roof are going to follow you when you're not living under the same roof again.
0: Well, that's one of the things that we really emphasize a lot when we're, when we're talking about parenting. We really emphasize that with the folks with teenagers to say, you know, you realize that the the relationship that you're building before they leave home and go off to college or start a career or get their own apartment or whatever, the the relationship is what ties them back to home. The relationship is what ties them back to your family. It is. So you've got to you've gotta invest it's really in all
1: that. you have.
0: Well, you can't compel anything. It's yeah, it's what? the matter of the heartstrings, you know. Yeah, when so, they leave
1: your home, relationship is it. It's all you got. Right. If you don't have that, you don't have anything now.
0: Right. So now you've got a different, a different stage of relationship, and you're right. It's, you know, what brings them back, and then what's the relationship they take away? Because they probably aren't going to stay there forever. Yeah. They're probably going to, you know, they'll be there for a period of, a, a period of time. Yeah. If it's bounded in some way, and then they're going to move in again. And what, you know, what's that relationship going to look like when they move out a second time, you will? So,
1: so what prompted this mm -hmm. is a friend of mine in um, one of my Facebook moms groups this week is frustrated. Mm -hmm. She's frustrated with her 19 year old who's still living at home Okay, and he's working on his education and he's Mm -hmm. not a bad kid, but just they're having a lot of relationship challenges navigating this. How do we handle having an adult in our house who is not in charge of the house?
0: You know, I I think you're glad to have them home and you want to feel like well, you can yeah. tell your kids, hey, you've always got a home here, dear. I mean, yeah, you, I, you want to be able to say I, that. I
1: said that the other day to our, to our son and his wife, who mm-hmm. they're, the house they're renting is being sold out from under them and they're trying they're to have a hard time finding a place they can afford. So, you know, I said mm-hmm. that to them, Hal. I said, so, you can come here. You are always welcome here to you find something."
0: Yeah. You want to, you want to provide a safe haven and that's, you know, that's part of being family. That's part of being parents. They'll always be your, your son or daughter. And so.
1: But you know, it's easier said than done because you know, I know it was a long time before I didn't feel like when I was nine years old when I pulled up my mom's driveway.
0: Well, I remember I heard, I heard an older lady saying that she had been to visit her elderly mother and she said, she told me that she said, you know, Whenever I turn into that driveway, it's like I'm nine years old again. And <laughs> and and I never, I didn't press, you know, because I, I don't know if she was saying, I feel like I'm nine years old or if she was saying, my elderly mother treats me like I'm nine years old.
1: Or both. It could have been both. You know, my mom has been really wonderful to us. But oh, I, she's awesome. She's yeah. wonderful. But I remember a time yes. when, this was many years ago, she was standing in my kitchen, mm-hmm. we were cooking grits, and she opened it up and she started to add salt. And I said, mother already added salt. And she said, how would you know how much salt to add? And I said, because I've been <laughs> married for 10 years and mm-hmm. living on my own for 14. And if I didn't know how to add salt to the grits, I'd be in trouble.
0: Um, you, you've been cooking for a little while. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, and, but yeah. it was, we'd lived so far away. She hadn't spent much time with us at that point. <laughs> and it was hard for her to remember That I was a grown woman with several children, you know, and was used to running my own kitchen. It was just hard to remember. And and it's hard not to like, okay, so true confession time. mm -hmm. I really snapped at one of our adult kids the other day. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. he was bickering with Mm -hmm. his little sister. who's like, she's 14 Mm -hmm. years younger than he is. Yeah. And I just, I heard a tone in his voice that Mm. made me think of him like he was 11. And I snapped at him like he was 11. I had to say, "Uh, um, I'm sorry. (laughs) But you have a lot easier time getting along with her, if you will remember. You know, and I just had to back up and say, okay, whoa, Mm. I need to treat you like a grown-up.
0: Yeah. Well it's it's a weird thing. I, I think that we have a tendency to freeze people in place when we're apart from each other. Yes. You know. So now you now you were you were fairly close in age to your to your younger brother, but there was like four years between me and my younger sister. Yeah. And so when I went off to college, it's like I froze her at fourteen years old. You know, it was like whenever I came home from college, it's like, Oh, she's she's older than I remember. That's that's yeah. hard to and I think we could do that with our kids, you know, that they move off, they go to college when they're 18 and we still think of them as teenagers at home, even when they've been out on their own, maybe even supporting themselves for three, four years. And, oh, and, then,
1: so easy to and
0: then they come back in and you think, okay, now we're just, we're just going to pick up where we left off when you were 17 years old, right? Yeah. Nah, well, you can't, you, you shouldn't, because I think, I think that's one of the things we need to, to recognize as parents are we treating our young adult as if they were 12 years old you know are we are we reverting back to treating them like they were you know young stupid preteens and on the flip side i mean let, let's talk let's let's be honest about it too sometimes i think sometimes young adults come back home and they feel like oh, i'm safe and they, I'm, they lose I'm their back filters. here and they, they, and they lose their filters yeah. and they feel like okay now, at least now I'm home and mama will take care of them. And
1: you. they act like they're 12 again. And they act like they're 12. Yeah.
0: And so I think that that's something both sides need to kind of be aware of and watch out for.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Is to say, okay, we are now, we are now older adult and younger adult. It's not parents speaking to dumb teenager type of time, but rather to yeah. say, okay, we've got to sort this out as older and younger adults that are going to coexist here. And that's that's hard. It
1: it means that all of us have to not just have to not jump to our instinctive reaction. That, you know, we we all need to to be stopping and thinking about what we're saying before we say it. Yeah. You know, increase the filters, not lose the filters. Yeah. You know, and so I have to stop and say, okay, this is a 25 year old man I'm talking to. This is not an 11 year old. And he needs to stop and think, okay, you know, this is, this is my mother who I love and respect and have a great relationship with, Uh not someone, not bad old mommy who's ruining my fun, you
0: know. (laughs) Right. And I think we have to be intentional about that on both sides. Yeah. And we need to, we need to think, okay, now how would I, I mean, like, okay, we as the older adults say, how would I talk to a younger coworker. Let's say that I was working in an office and a new staff member came in right out of college and they're 24, 25 years old. Would I would I treat them like they were my 10-year-old? Yeah,
1: I think you hit the crux of the matter right there. Mm-hmm. I think we have to take ourselves out of this relationship which has tons of baggage good and bad. Right. And say, okay, how would I okay, if I need to rebuke a friend, sometimes you got to rebuke a friend. Sometimes you say, you know, Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not right. Yeah. How do you do that? You do it very differently than you rebuke your yeah. nine-year-old.
0: And, uh, I hope so.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to stay friends. Right. Yeah. And so I think we need to think about that when we're talking to those mm-hmm. adult kids and say, okay, I need to address them more like I do my friend mm-hmm. than I do my nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I think when we do that, they're a lot more willing to listen to what we're saying.
0: Well, there, there's a whole range of opportunities there. And I think the new relationship actually can be a huge blessing uh, and it can be a surprising thing. You know, I, I've seen this as our as we've tried to make a very intentional transition with our young, you know, their preteens and say, OK, we're now going to put you, you you get to be at the grown up table. Now we're going to be training you and teaching you and treating you as a young adult now. And, you know, just to, just during the teenage years, seeing the relationship change is a blessing. But to see, OK, a few years in the future there and they come back in your home, it's, it's another thing entirely. And it can be a really great thing.
1: It's a really amazing thing. You know, I feel like I feel like our adult kids are our best friends. Absolutely. I just love spending time with them. You know, let's talk more mm-hmm. when we come back yeah. about practical ways to navigate this when you've got adult kids living in your home.
0: Oh, and there's some ticklish questions too. I'd like to get into that. I'd like to take a minute and talk about one of our projects that we've got going right now that I'm really excited about. It's a subscription service that we've created called Craftsman Crate.
1: Oh, it's so cool. It teaches artisanal skills like you know, wood carving and calligraphy and things Mm -hmm. that that you can do and create beautiful, cool things. Mm-hmm. It's got real tools, real mm-hmm. projects. It's not you know, the subscription boxes are like boxes of paper and junk and maybe one nice thing.
0: But no, this is no. real
1: tools, this, real projects, real books real books. Yeah. And it's real it's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's a well, subscription box that builds your skills. It's aimed at twelve twelve and up.
0: And and all ages. Goal, and our goal is everything's included so that when you open that box, you're not going to have to run to the store to get the missing item. You're going to have the tools. You'll have the materials to do the projects. You'll have the instructions you need. The box that comes is going to be going to be your introduction to teach you how to do these things and let you try them out. See, maybe this is something I might it's like to really do for a hobby. One yeah. of my
1: friends is doing it, and she's yeah. loving it. Okay, go to CraftsmanCrate.com and check it out.
0: CraftsmanCrate.com. So, we're talking about the question of how do you deal with an older child, a grown up child, an adult child moving back into the house? They, they grew up, they moved away, and lo and behold, they're back. Now they're, now they're back at home. You've got a 20 something living in your home. How do you manage this?
1: You know, uh, I hear a lot, when I hear people talking about this, uh-huh. there's kind of two perspectives, and I think they're wrong.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: the yeah. two perspectives I hear from my friends
0: yeah.
1: is either, oh, you know, of course my children are living at home, and they're just not, they're not really able to, to, uh, you know, I want them to stay at home until they get married, and mm-hmm. and then I don't think they can handle living on their own, and
0: that's the problem.
1: Yeah, and yeah, it's a protective, hovering, helicopter mm-hmm. parent thing where I'm going to keep them here. Until I'm sh- until they're at whatever age, I think they're actually adults, which evidently some people are thinking is more like 30 than 18. That, that,
0: that's a tipping point because, you know, that thing I want to take care of. I want to make them happy. I want to I want to serve my child that. OK, that's up, up to a point. But then you say because they're not competent adults. That,
1: Ooh, that goes yeah. over the edge. And I think that's yeah. that's and the problem with that. The other perspective I, yeah. I hear from my friends. Right. Is. Well, if you're going to live here, yeah. then look, you're going to pay rent and it's going to be this amount every month mm-hmm. and you're going to pay this part of the utilities and you're going to pay all of your car stuff. And if you don't have the gas to go somewhere, well, too bad. Uh,
0: okay. And, and, and that's, that's a question. I've heard people ask that question. Do you charge rent?
1: And that whole I've, charge thing kind of bothers me now.
0: It bothers me too.
1: Because I think ideally... You don't go either of those directions. Either the the direction of my child is incompetent to live on their own. Right. First of all, yeah. they're not a child. They're no, your child, but they're not a child. No, no, right. Or the other direction that my child is not going to sponge on me.
0: Well, you know, yeah. I think, I think well, right there. I mean, just the way that that's even phrased is, is creating an adversarial relationship.
1: It is, and that bleeds over because, you know what? Yeah. If I'm paying rent to somebody. I've got. I, mean, I expect them to do certain I'm, things, to take care of me.
0: I'm expecting certain services to be rendered by my landlord.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and so
0: you get into this tit for tat kind of thing, like, like, well, I'm going to withhold some of the rent because you didn't change the light bulbs in the bathroom when I requested it, and yeah, you know, that's not that's not a good family relationship.
1: No, because you got to remember mm-hmm. this is your family. if <laughs> They're living in your house. Yeah. And so
0: mm-hmm.
1: when it's your child, and I'm not talking about having. Cousin or whatever living with you. I'm talking about but, your child.
0: And, and I'm not talking. I'm not talking about. Hey, we've got a rental property and we're going to let you live in it. Right. But we're talking about moving back into the home. You know, right, right there where you're looking at each other all day long, kind of thing. I yeah. think
1: that we should yeah. be working toward having the kind mm-hmm. of relationship that everyone wants to serve each other. Yeah. You know that that the the person moving in is saying, you know, I know this is going to be some extra expense. How can I help? And, uh, and the person at home is yeah. saying, you know, is saying, well, yeah. you know, I'm glad to help. But, yeah, it's, it would be a blessing if you helped.
0: Yeah. I mean, because you don't you don't charge your teenagers. Rent. I mean, you don't charge your teenagers for yeah. part of the utilities. I mean, we're not talking about, I mean, maybe your teenagers do things like they pay for their own clothing or something. That's part of the growing up process. But things like, well, you know, part of, the, you know, you, you pay part of the water bill. You know, they're not, you're not sharing an apartment like that. That's not the kind of relationship you're you are
1: not roommates, you're family. Um, now, so a, I remember when one of ours moved home mm-hmm, for a while,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and he specifically moved home in order to help us. We were having a tough time. Yeah. Getting, you know, getting our ministry started. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I could move into an apartment, but I could, if I, if I moved in with you guys, I could help you out with that money I would spend on an apartment.
0: And that was a big help. It that, was a huge And L. that really, that was a ministry of, of sorts of his own. Yes. You know, that he came in, that he gave up the independence, really. Right. And the, the, the privacy that he would have had in his own apartment kind of arrangement. So, yeah, um, you know, I think one of the things which I have, you know, I felt it in when we've been in a temporary situation, and I think our young people have felt it coming in, you're kind of a two-headed animal in that yeah. situation because you're. You know, you're the, the eaglet returning to the nest, but at the same time, you're kind of a guest. Yeah. And, and, and by that, I don't mean, you know, that because, because you're a family member, you expect you're going to pick up some of the household chores and right. maybe sharing some expenses or something because you're family. But as a guest, you kind of, you respect the family rules as if they were outside rules.
1: Now, there's the thing is uh-huh. respect. Respect on both sides. Right. And. I want to say a little bit more about the financial before we go to. Okay, that, sure, sure, mind. sure. All right, yeah, go ahead. So, um, I remember though that yeah, he had a month or two that he was having a tough time financially. Yeah, I said, look, don't worry about it, and he kind of forgot to restart it, uh, and I found myself getting a little resentful, and mm. I had to just stop and say, you know, we're really struggling this month, and yeah. if you're able to help, I'd be grateful. Mm-hmm. Handling it, he said, oh. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. And he immediately helped. And I think handling it that way as Mm -hmm. just, you know, when you love somebody and you need something, you just go say something.
0: Yeah. You You say it gently. You say it with love. But you you do say something. You you, don't let it.
1: You don't let it fester.
0: You don't let resentment build up. You know, the scriptures tell us that you are not to hold resentment. You're not to hold a grudge against your neighbor. And what neighbor is closer than your own child? Yeah. So, and so yeah. I think
1: you just need to have honest conversations, Yeah. starting at the beginning and several times while it happens, and say, yeah. you know, um, I want to bless you. Yeah. If you if you're able to help, that would be a huge blessing to me. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't have that conversation, yeah, maybe you don't need to be living together.
0: Well, that yeah, and, and you might yeah. get to that point. You know, I think I think a certain certain things that you have to deal with are, you know, an adult is expected to have some independence and some freedom to come and go. Um, as a family member, it's just polite to say, Hey, I'm going to the store or I'm gonna be going to the movie with some friends or something, I'll be in late. Well,
1: I remember just, explaining it like, mm-hmm. explaining it that way to one of our kids.
0: Yeah.
1: And I said, you know. Mm-hmm. It, I would not just go get my car keys and walk out of the house and get in the car and go somewhere. Well,
0: I don't do that with you. No, when I, I I'm, just disappear.
1: I don't have to ask permission to go somewhere. No. But it's rude because maybe you need something from out I can pick up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or maybe um, you were planning to go somewhere in that yeah. vehicle. Yeah,
0: know? right, right.
1: And I don't want to leave y'all wondering if I'm going to be home for supper. And so it's just, it's courteous to tell the people that you're living with Mm -hmm. where you're going, what you're doing when you're coming back. Yeah. And I said, this isn't a matter of, I I told them, I said, you don't have to ask my permission to go somewhere, mm -hmm. but if you can tell me where you're going just as a matter of courtesy, this will all go a lot more smoothly.
0: Yeah. And and so that's a good thing to remember. That's a good thing to keep in mind. Not, you're not asking mother, may I go do this? You're saying I'm planning to do this does that present a problem with anybody or does that, does that suggest an opportunity somewhere? So So what about house
1: rules? Because one of the things that my friend asked Mm how is, well, how do I handle house rules?
0: Well, that's something, that's where I think that the young adult needs to recognize that, um, you know, mom and dad are still responsible for those younger kids that are still at home and you are kind of your, yes, your family, but you're coming in as a guest and you shouldn't treat, their house as if it was a hotel room or an apartment or something you know so if mom and dad have certain you know rules and expectations about hours or noise or what sort of entertainment is allowed or you know are you maybe while you're off in college you decide to take up smoking a pipe because it looks intellectual and mom (laughs) and dad just like can't stand that (laughs) well okay you know yeah you know that need, you need to have those conversations, but ultimately, I think the young adult needs to say, look, I'm going to respect your rules because you've got to manage the whole thing, and I'm going to be gone eventually. This is not, I'm not permanent here.
1: Well, I remember mm-hmm. um one of our sons who was home for some reason for yeah. a time, mm-hmm. and he was reading some books that that were really fine for him, but mm-hmm. his... I knew they were things that his then maybe 11 or 12 year old brother Mm. would be very interested in that I didn't think would be good for him to
0: read. Grown up situations a little bit advanced for his age. Yeah. Nothing, nothing defiling. But but just,
1: but just, I didn't think it was going to, and I said, look, Mm -hmm. you're an adult. You can read this stuff, but would you do me a favor and not leave it out so he'll pick it up? Yeah. And he said, oh yeah, sure. I I didn't think about that, but you're right. This wouldn't be good for him at his age. Yep. You know, and so, yeah, you just have the conversation. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. The, the young adults need to realize this is your parents' home. Yep. And they need to have the freedom to raise your younger siblings just like they had the freedom to raise you. Right. And the adults need to realize this isn't a child. This is an adult that you really need to give them the independence to make decisions on their own.
0: Yeah. And you don't, um, you know, if they're. They're twenty-something uh, living in your home. You know that doesn't mean that you get to uh, that you get to rule on all of their friendships or, or their activities. But now, just mm-hmm. now we're almost
1: out of time. We need yep. to talk about the tough thing.
0: The the really tough. What one... do
1: you do when this has to end? I have a friend mm-hmm. whose adult son was living with them, mm-hmm. and she found out that they were bringing they were bringing illegal drugs into the house. Yeah, and she had to get get him out of
0: the house or I, you know, we've had friends too, who had young people who didn't see home as a safety net. They saw it as a hammock yeah. and, and they thought they thought, Hey, well, you know, I'll just live here until my dream All job well, comes calling a, on me.
1: Okay. So I saw the statistic you got. Let me look yeah. it up.
0: Uh-huh.
1: The census Bureau found that 25% of young adults at home, Mm-hmm. are neither going to school nor working that's not okay yeah. Well,
0: yeah yeah if they're not going to school they're not working the question that I would have as dad in the household is are you looking for a job yeah can I help you find that you know
1: can I help because, you start a business
0: because yeah. that's because that's reality Do you want to
1: work in our business yeah,
0: yeah you, you may not I mean your job right now may be finding the job and okay yeah that's that's legitimate but if it's just a matter of, hey, uh, you know. Hey,
1: so I paying the bills. Yeah, that's, that's not cool. okay.
0: That's not okay. And so sometimes you, okay. And so
1: uh, I, I want to say this. So my friend asked,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think I need to kick my son out what do I do. And I said, whoa, okay, wrong language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Because you don't right. kick out your family. Mm-hmm. What you do is you go and you say, you know, this can't continue. Right. Because you brought something in the house that is dangerous to our family. Yeah. It's dangerous to the other children, mm-hmm. you know, children away because this is in our house. Right. And so
0: that's reality.
1: You know, you're going to need to so, move out. I'd like to help you find an apartment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that says, yeah. I love you. I care about you. Right. I am trying to take care of you too, mm. but my priority is protecting these younger children. But I'm not going to say pack your bags. You're on the street tonight. Right. I'm gonna say, let's find you a place to go. Even if yeah, even if it's so bad, I have to go rent you a hotel room tonight while we look for your apartment.
0: Yeah, and if you and if it's one of those, you know, transitioning out kind of things, you it might be appropriate to say, look, if you want to do this kind of stuff on your own, that's on your head, but don't bring it in the house here. Yeah. And I'll help you find a place so you can go do whatever it is you're gonna do, um, but not endanger your family. Because in the they
1: know you disagree with that. They know where you stand. They know what you believe. That
0: should not be a surprise to anybody.
1: Yeah. And you, you have a, you ought to protect your younger children. Right. But you can do that in a way that doesn't destroy the relationship because that's still your child and you want them to come back. You want them to come back to the Lord and back into relationship with the
0: family. Well, okay. You know, what a great example in the story of the prodigal son, Yeah. you know, that, he, the the boy says, "Dad, give me my half of the inheritance. I'm going to run out and the wine women and song, and I'm going to live it up." And Dad reluctantly does this and lets his son go. Well, he didn't. You know, when son came back knocking on the door and he's, and he smells like a pig, Dad didn't slam the door on his finger. Said, "I don't have but one son now." I mean, he didn't. Dad didn't shut him out.
1: I've heard people advise that stuff. Right heard,
0: I've heard that too. And and you know what? Just what you said. Even if you have to separate for a time, you want to leave the door open. You want to leave a relationship in place so that you can continue to have an influence in your life. You don't want to lose your child. You want to say, hey, you're living a life that you've got to live on your own, but I'm here to advise and to help when I can.
1: Because the goal is to have that kind of relationship with your kids. That will lead them to have a relationship with Jesus Christ.
0: Well, it's just like, it's just like discipline in the church. You read yeah. that discipline in the church. and
1: It's not, to restore. Car,
0: it's to restore the relationship. It's not to, not to cut them off and consign them over to perdition. Yeah. So,
1: and hopefully you'll never face that. we never have. No, we've, you we know, haven't. it's, yeah. a, it's been a very good thing when we've had our kids here for different times. Yeah. And, um, and I hope it'll be a blessing to you too. Yeah. I think it's, I think that, it's a total matter of Christian liberty. You yeah, I don't think it's a morality. Multi-generation living together or not. Yeah. But it's also, it's a matter of Christian duty that we behave to, toward one another like brothers and sisters in Christ.
0: Well put. Well, look, I yeah, I and I hope that's helpful for everybody. Um, we do appreciate you joining us. Yes. We hope that you'll join us again as we try to take biblical principles into the 21st century family. So, until next time, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we'll talk to you later. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Melanie, or Facebook.com slash Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.